boys and girls, my name is Tumultuous. This is Avoiding Entropy, a podcast where you listen to me ramble about different things and maybe learn something. Maybe I'll learn something too. So lately I've been in on this thing by a person named Sean Webb, who is uh, the person behind Mind Hacking Happiness. He used to work with Navy SEALs or some sort of high military group into psychic or psychology sort of stuff. Anyway, uh, he led me to a person who had an interview. His name was John Ramirez, I want to say. And uh, this person was employed by the CIA. And if he wasn't employed by the CIA, and this is all a hoax, just just so you know, he's really, really good at, uh, at deflecting guests because this podcast was run by some kid named Lewis or guy named Lewis and something else. Uh, Lewis, uh, I want to say Angelus or something like that. And let me tell you something that these, these guys that were on with him, he had four hosts and they were bombarding this guy with just constant scrutiny and, and skepticism and all this. And he just kept deflecting it like it was nothing, you know? And one of the guys was even like, like he was almost like upset that he couldn't like debunk this guy. Basically, what he said was Google Earth exists because the CIA gave it to Google. And the Google search was also the CIA's way of searching for people before they gave it to Google. Uh, in return, Google would use its massive communications hubs and capabilities to help the CIA in communicating with extraterrestrials. Now, as soon as I say that word, everyone just, well, half people just smile and, oh, yeah, whatever. The other half kind of perk up their ears, and some of them already know. Look, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe anybody. I don't give a shit. At the end of the day, I'm not me and you're you. We're all, we're all going to have to wake up tomorrow anyway, hopefully. But you have to understand that if you don't believe that there's a possibility that we're not the only people that are alive in this universe, you're as crazy as the, big foil, the biggest foil hats because it's a really, really, really big place. And uh, the earth is not flat. I mean... I've seen the curvature of the Earth. I can't prove it to you right now, although I can tell you a couple of things that will prove it. I think we went over this already. Spherical trigonometry, the ships coming in from under the water instead of materializing, right? And then the whole, uh, you know, every other planet is round, so why would we be flat? NASA is not fake. They are not multi-billions, trillions of dollars into fooling everyone that the Earth is flat. They're sending us fake pictures. Do they send us pictures that are altered? Of course. Was the moon landing a faked moon landing? Probably, but that's just because, that doesn't mean that we weren't at the moon. It just means that when we were at the moon, the stuff that they caught on film, you couldn't really erase back then. So they had to make another one that made it look like we were at the moon. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's hard to comprehend that because we haven't been to the moon in a long time, but it takes a lot of money to go to the moon, one. And two, we don't really need to do anything there. We got a rover on Mars now that, by the way, just found ammonia. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the Mars rover has found ammonia in the Martian dust fields, meaning ammonia is only produced when organic matter decays, right? So that's the only way ammonia is produced or made or exists is from the decay of organic matter. And the fact that there is ammonia on Mars, even though thin traces of it, suggests directly that there has been life or organic material or is organic material today on Mars. All right, so as I'm hearing all of this, and this guy's talking about the disclosure and the aliens, I get this like hit, kind of like a like a punch in the face, but not a real, like a literal one, but like a, 
like a, a something jogged my memory, if you want to put it that way. And before before that point, I had always known since I was a kid, I always known there's something different. I've always been the one to try to figure it out and what are we all about? And the first time I heard that there's aliens, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I knew it. And then I heard until uh, till recently, I've only started listening to this like Star Seeds and past lives I knew about when I was a kid. But uh, my child was a little strange. It's not typical. I was in the uh, Soviet Union when I was born, and then I moved to America when I was seven, learned English, all that jazz. And still, it like persisted within me. And then I started seeing movies about people with psychic powers and that. Like I was always drawn to this, to this um, parapsychology or, or however you want to call it, pseudoscience, right? And this woman, Dolores Cannon, she talks about a lot of this stuff, and it's very hard to debunk her because what she does is she puts people in a trance and in that trance she talks to their subconscious pretty much directly that's the, that's the layman's terms of putting it but the way to debunk that is is because all well, these people say the same thing and then when they wake up they don't remember but you could say that she's hypnotizing them into saying this like whatever access whatever part of the brain she's accessing she's accessing the part of the brain that makes people say the, this specific story well, everyone's story is different, but they all say that, you know, essentially it's, it's, the earth is a school, you know, we're much more than a spirit, yada, 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 yada. So it hit me and it connected her, what Robert Monroe said in his thing, and Robert Monroe is the person that's behind the uh, Stargate gateway process, right? He said something that when you go into the astral realm, you could explore and blah, 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 all this stuff. And it correlates pretty much hand in hand to what she says. Right then, this guy also says that there's human, there's the humans, we, us, are hybrids of um, aliens and then the primates here because the aliens were reptilian and all that stuff, which is why we have a reptilian gene and yada yada yada. Why are we here? Well, I mean, if you think about it this way, if nothing in Egypt is a coincidence and the pyramids and happen to the, the Great Pyramid of Giza, for example happens to give you the specs of the earth, the speed of light, all that stuff, like within its like uh, architecture and mathematics. If that's just a huge coincidence, then I'm sorry, but like we can't be talking right now. Just, just stop listening. <laughs> but if it's not a coincidence, which obviously I don't believe that it is, would mean that those measurements were implanted in the Giza pyramids specifically for a reason, to be discovered or to be manipulated or used in some way or shape or form. Now, that information didn't come from thin air, right? So nobody just like told the Egyptians nothing. I mean, the Egyptians just wake up one morning and say, okay, let's do this. It's going to be exact. We know what the speed of light is. We know what they're, where the planets are. We know all these alignments, these alignments that they possibly couldn't have known without a telescope, right? Then there's melted rocks in Peru that couldn't have been achieved. And then they found tungsten nanotubes that are 300,000 years old in, in the Russian Ural Mountains. And they also found some in India that were carbon nanotubes. What nanotubes is nanotechnology. It's a coating on pottery that makes it um, you know, virtually impenetrable to burning, weathering, all that stuff. But the way to do that is you have, it's, nano, it's nanotubes, so it's nanotechnology. It's, it's stacked atoms on top of each other. So it's very, very, very difficult to do with copper saws and you know sticks. So, essentially speaking, we don't really know what happened in the past with us, for the past, let's say, half a million years. You know, we don't know how long the human beings really been around. We think that it's about 200,000 years ago, 
which is the first humans started walking like us. But then the oldest records we have is about 8,000 years ago, which is Plato, I guess, mapping, mapping Atlantis. Let's, let's put it there. So 192,000 years is missing of human culture. Now, if you look at the planet, what's going on right now, like the way we are treating the planet, not, 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 not the way that we're you know, treating it, to, you know, beating it to shit, but like the things that modern humans need to survive comfortably, okay, in a civilization, this planet doesn't have. I mean, I guess it does, if you're talking about the Native American, the Aborigines way of living, but I'm talking about like the regular way of living ever since they started building huts, carving, you know, palaces and mountains, whatever, what have you. Now there's cities and roads and buses. That's not what, we're not about that. We're like, the planet isn't designed for that. This planet is designed for dinosaurs and animals and everything like that. It's beautiful, it's a beautiful place, but it's not designed for the human that we are now. So. The information back then didn't come from somewhere. And we didn't grow into what we are now just out of nowhere because of luck. Okay, that, that, that there's more, there's obviously more to the story than, than everybody knows because of, because of the pyramids alone. Just, just those things, those monumental structures that are like, nobody knows really how, why, when. They, they have speculation, just like they speculate what the center of the earth is like. They say that it's a molten iron core. But no one really knows for a fact. No one has ever taken a sample of the earth's core. In fact, the deepest hole we've ever dug was seven miles. It was in Russia. And they stopped because they started hearing like some weird sounds and screaming and stuff. The crust itself is at about 45 miles deep. The crust of the earth. And then it goes into the outer mantle, the inner mantle. But recently they've discovered that there are oceans in the earth's crust and below it, right, that are completely sealed off. So there's just... There's an ocean bigger than any ocean that we have on the surface of the earth, underneath that ocean. And it's completely sealed off. So picture the Pacific Ocean, as large and vast as it is, right, being completely sealed off underneath it. And it's not at a high enough temperature where things would boil, but even if it is, there's things that survive in high temperatures. There's things that survive in very low cold temperatures. And if this ocean that's under the earth has been sealed off for how, however many long, millions of years, there has to be an ecosystem living in there, or something at least. And if there's something, there's going to be a lot of things. The governments that know about these aliens and whatever, extraterrestrials, Roswell crashes, ships, are doing the best they can to decipher from what they know. So they're not, they don't really know everything. And some of them, it's safe to say, they don't know anything. They just know what they got from the crash. And they get the best people on it, say, you know, reverse engineer this. And then they did, and there we go. We got Ethernet and microwaves and all that jazz. But at the same time, the government can't admit to the people that, you know, we don't know. You can't say that if you're the government of a country to say, we don't know. We just, we don't, we don't know what's going on. You have to either pretend that it doesn't exist, lie about it, or figure out what the fuck's going on to be able to conclusively tell you, the people, that yes, we know, one, and two, we have control of it. Because if the government admits that they don't know anything, that's pandemonium, nobody goes to work, and ipso facto. Which is why this whole hybrid human thing, everybody shits on, and the person that invented the whole shitting on the, the tinfoil hats is the same person that disclosed the information. So the, the group that did, chose to disclose the information of UFOs and aliens immediately and simultaneously launched a complete anti-that campaign against themselves. Because you need that. You need that argument because people are not sure what to believe. 
if 100% people believe that there are aliens and there, you know, we blah, 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 there would be even more pandemonium than if we just all discovered it now because they would be trying to get the truth. Nobody would be care about anything else anymore. All these systems that have been put into place that keep you, whether you know it or not, alive every morning. And you could think as free will as you want. You could be living off the grid by yourself on a mountain and hunting deer every day and building your house out of wood and whatever. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Like you wouldn't have been born. It doesn't even matter what you're doing now. So yes, you can do the best you can, but the point is you have to understand what's going on. So the government can't say that they don't know, but they don't know much because all they know is things that have landed here. You know, there has to be a higher civilization. And I'm not talking about God here. I'm talking about people that are in charge or more powerful or more resourceful than, than the human beings are. The people that, or the entities, I guess, that gave us the information to make these pyramids, to leave that imprint for as a clue for us, right? There has to be a, a higher thing. Even if it's us from the future, if you want to do it that way too, then it could be us. But there is a higher thing. Now, if there is a higher thing, then they have the capability and the means to grant us whatever power we needed to succeed faster. So for example, Pythagoras, the person that was the Pythagorean theorem guy, the triangle guy. He was a lot more than that um, back in the day. Uh, he had a whole following. There's people that, you know, follow. He's almost like a, like, a, like a priest or a, the church of Pythagoras. There's a whole crew, a cult, I guess, that followed Pythagoras. And one of those people happened to be Aristotle. And Aristotle wasn't like in the cult, I guess, but he was just, you know, bumped elbows with Pythagoras, let's say. And the things that he said about him were remarkable because they were the same things that the followers said. Now, the thing that's remarkable is that, you know, back in the day, people like Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, when he says, when they say something, people believe it. And, but usually it's because it's the truth. And it's, if it's not the truth, Plato or Aristotle didn't know it wasn't the truth. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a thing to lie to get publicity as Plato or as Aristotle or as Socrates. The way to get publicity back then was to actually know shit. You know, like Alexander the Great was taught by, I think it was Aristotle, he taught him. You know, he knew shit. He wasn't just like hyping the thing. When he came to the knot of Gideon and they, nobody could untie it and he chopped it down with a sword, it's because he thought differently, right? So he said, Aristotle, about um, Pythagoras, that Pythagoras had um, superhuman abilities. He could predict the future. He could talk to animals. He could be at two places at the same time, right? And he had a golden thigh, which was very strange. I don't know why the fuck that was a thing, but that was, that was one of the things that attributes that Pythagoras had, right? And where he got all of this information, like how he obtained this knowledge to do all these things, was from the Egyptian catacombs. So there's, there it is again. So now we have Pythagoras chilling in the Egyptian catacombs, comes up with all this knowledge that had a traverse time, has a golden thigh, you know, and then he did, you know, dies, I guess, I think he died, obviously. <laughs> and then he leaves us with the Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean theorem, what is it? It's A squared plus B squared equals Jesus, right? No, it's equals C squared. So what is that to you? You never use that, right? You, well, you use it every day, all the time. You're using it right now if you're standing or you're sitting in a room or a, in an enclosed space. But this is how you gauge that you're in a room or in an open space, Pythagorean theorem. If you could throw a ball and hit the wall and you can know kind of where it's gonna bounce, that's Pythagorean theorem. It's all about that, right? So that's one of the biggest principles that we have of just hand-eye coordination in life 
was this guy Pythagoras. He learned these from the Egyptian catacombs from who? He didn't speak Egyptian, I don't think. Something, some, someone or something told him about it, right? Now there's speculation that there is a, there was a attempt for the alien to communicate to the human being using their means of communication, which is telepathy. So they brought this pilot in and they told the pilot, no matter what you do, you know, your, 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 order, your orders are don't run. You have to stay there no matter how scared you get or whatever the fuck happens. And this guy's a big burly, like six foot four guy and this, out comes this EB thing and it's like this little green little man, you know? And he's like, oh, fucking, what the fuck? Like, what are you guys joking me? And then all of a sudden, he explains it later, he shit his pants literally, and he didn't run because his, you know, his uh, commander ordered him not to, but he wanted to his whole life, because he said that the amount of information that was pumped through his head, and then afterwards he passed out, and he fucking threw up, and he couldn't get up for days, like, the amount of information he said was passed through his head from this entity was so quickly and so powerful, or so much of it, that it caused him to, you know, be so afraid, and blah, blah, blah. The thing is, I don't think they found out, they, they didn't do a psycho, psychological survey on the person. See, this is where the military and people in charge make mistakes sometimes. Right? They're in charge for a reason. They know what they're doing, right? But they make mistakes and they're going to send a big burly pilot. What does the pilot believe? Does the pilot believe that he is a person? Does he believe that this is a computer simulation? Does he believe that this Jesus is our Lord and Savior? Or Yahweh is? Or maybe he doesn't believe in anything. You know, like that's what you have to ask him. That's why he got sick, I think. It wasn't his size and his stature. Fuck that. It's a mind. It's how much you understand and how much you're willing to accept, which is most, most important. That's the point. You have to be willing to accept that everything you know is wrong and there's a completely different fucking thing. And then you have to accept that the fact that when you believe that, that could be wrong too. You just be fooled all over and over. Nobody wants to be fooled. Nobody likes to be fooled. Right? You hate to fucking lose, and it's the worst when you know you lost, and everyone else knew it a while ago, and you look up and you're like, fuck. And everyone knew it was checkmate like four moves before. It's the worst feeling ever, but at the same time, you have to have that possibility be an option, because if you don't, you're a ship without a fucking captain. You just, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a trick of like, we have two eyes, right? We're bipedal, we talk, walk on two feet. It makes sense why we're here to me. This is what hit me the other day. Like, I kind of started remembering everything. Like, why and who I could answer all these questions that I've never answered before. All of a sudden, from one, one little piece of information that I believe to be true because some guy put it up on his website that I don't think would lie. I don't know him from a fucking hole in the wall. Maybe Sean Webb's the biggest liar in the world. Who knows? But I believe him. And because I do, I remembered all of this stuff. And it's like, I say remembered, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like I thought of it, like I put the pieces together finally after hearing this one final puzzle piece. But it is remembering because everything you know is remembering. There's no, you don't learn anything new, you just remember how to do it again. Some things you forget more than others, but you never learn. The only thing you learn are how to be a certain way, how to feel compassion, how to feel anger, how to feel alone and betrayed and how to stand up for yourself through that or how not to that's what you actually learn everything else is just memory Albert Einstein said 
education is what you remember after you've forgotten everything you've learned in school. You know, we said some, some shit like that. Or you know. But that's the thing. And that's the stick of it all. Like we, it makes total sense for me why we're here. Right, so the aliens or whoever the fuck it was that made, you know, made us this hybrid species for a reason. If you look at any other species on this planet, well, not any other one, but most of them, I would say, the ones that mate, the ones that aren't asexual, right? So for dolphins, penguins, giraffes, like anything. It doesn't have to be mammals, lizards, snakes, anything, right? So penguins, for, for instance, they mate for life. Dolphins, I think also, no, dolphins don't, giraffes mate for life. There's a bunch of birds, you know, they do all these like extravagant dances to get their mates. Two, like I said before, I don't know if I said this in the last podcast, but I'll repeat it again. Two lions that are trying to kill each other, or looks like they're trying to kill each other over territory, aren't doing it because of hatred. They're doing it because of love. And they don't love each other, obviously, because they love their pride, their territory, and themselves. So they fight the other lion. But if you notice, they will never kill the other lion. Unless, of course, it's too badly wounded and it bleeds out or whatever. Even two big bears. I saw two grizzly bears fighting the other day. It was crazy. The video, like, you could see the cameras shake when the thing hits a paw open in the face. It's like a, it's like a sledgehammer falling off of a building. It's crazy. But the bear secedes and he leaves and the other one lets it go. He doesn't kill it. He doesn't need to kill it. Because animals don't kill each other like that. Animals kill to eat. And they don't do it because they hate it, because they need to live. Period. They don't hate anybody. There's no hatred in the animal kingdom. It's just us. We brought that. Because we learned how to do it. But the love thing is why we thrive. Love was first always. Has to had to have been. Because hate would have never, you know, gave made love. So that's why light is always first. That's why they say love and light. Because you could have the you could have an amount of light, flames, flashlights, spotlights, whatever, to put out any any kind of darkness. So if you're in a room 10 by 10 and it's pitch black, and you light one light, there's still gonna be some shadow. You light two lights, there's gonna be more shadow, less shadow, I mean, more light. And then if you illuminate the entire room, there's gonna be no shade. So darkness will be completely obliterated with the amount of light you have. But in that same room, no amount of darkness you could bring into there would make one single spark or the tiniest LED invisible. So the, there is an amount of light that could put out all darkness, but there is no amount of darkness that could put out the smallest faint of a light. Which is why positive, yeah, that's it. That's the answer right there. If you don't get it, you don't get it, then listen to me again. But that's, I think that's it. And then the other details of everything else I know I'll say in a future episode. I love you.